the Jamal Adams conversation is back with a vengeance, ladies and gentlemen. The Jamal Adams conversation is back. Would you think it would stay away until late July, until August, until week one? Come on. Of course not. The man wants to get paid. We know this. He hasn't been shy about it. That's why when fans keep telling people, keep commenting that this is a media creation, they just look like fools. Why would the media create something like this? Especially the Jets beat. Why would they create something like this? Jamal Adams wants to get paid. If the Jets wanted to pay him after year three, he would have been paid already. He would have at least seen an offer come his way. The latest clue that the Jamal Adams conversation is back comes, of course, by social media. That's the way to go public these days, especially if you're Jamal Adams. How did he do it? Stay woke. The same exact messaging from Chris Tapps Porzingis, who was on his way out. After the trade to Dallas, he tried to reveal some hard truths to the Knicks fan and said, stay woke. Jamal commented on a Bleach Report Gridiron Instagram post and wasn't shy. It was about Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett, who was drafted in the same draft as Jamal, number one. It was about the speculation that he might get that contract extension before the season starts. Bleacher Report Gridiron, the star defensive end, could get paid this summer. Jamal Adams, as they should, referring to the Browns. Well-deserved MG, Miles Garrett. I can't even get my first proposal that they said they would send over in January. That was called selfish, though. Laugh out loud. A lot of talk, no action. Stay woke. So what are the first thoughts? Well, this is the first time that it's come out by either side that there was a promise and the promise was broken. Jamal is making the claim the Jets said they would send over their first proposal in January. And it never happened. Remember, after the season, or was it leading up to the Super Bowl, Jamal did those Stringer interviews. He was very optimistic. He was very optimistic in the interviews, very optimistic on social media about getting a new deal, uh, wanting to be a Jet for life. Joe Douglas was also optimistic. He kept making the claim they want Jamal to be a Jet for life as well. After a rough trade deadline... Both camps were playing nice. Jamal Adams, Joe Douglas, Jamal Adams' camp, the Jets' camp, they're playing nice. They're doing everything the right way. I even wrote an article about it, throwing them credit after, uh, you know, patching up a tough beginning. Because you got to remember, Joe Douglas took over this team that spent terribly last offseason season. 
No need to sign Le'Veon Bell. No need to sign C.J. Mosley. A path, a team's path to winning under the hard salary cap is through the draft, is through value, not veteran free agents, especially not veteran free agents before the roster is complete. Bell and Mosley signal roster completion moves, not building block moves. So Douglas takes over, and he's got a whole year before the draft comes. What does he do? He tries to patch up the line with Khalil, with Alex Lewis. Tries to get depth because he knows he needs depth, as you could tell by what he did with the offensive line this past spring. And all the while, he's working with Jamal Adams and his camp. Obviously, when teams called about Adams, the Dallas Cowboys, Douglas didn't immediately hang up the phone, and this irked Jamal. It also irked Douglas and the Jets that that leaked out, and they blamed Dallas for that leaking out. But it doesn't mean Douglas was shopping Jamal Adams. It simply means he he didn't hang up immediately and wanted to see what they'd offer. Could this have been the end for Jamal? Think about Porzingis. Think about other player organization issues. Usually when it gets to a certain public personal point like this, it never recovers. Porzingis skips the exit meetings with Phil Jackson. A lot of people get on him. A lot of people try to rationalize it for him. Oh, he's a young kid, blah, 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 which is all garbage. Nobody should rationalize that move. I don't care how young you are. If you have a problem with someone in the organization, you go to that meeting, you sit down, and you say your problem face-to-face with the individual at hand. You don't skip town. You don't intentionally bypass the meeting. Call it Carmelo Anthony poisoning. Call it whatever you want. KP needed to be held responsible for his own actions. Some... People try to, others didn't. How long did it take from that point on for him to get traded? Meaning the two sides never recovered. Once that public poison pill hits mainstream, it's only a matter of time in many instances. Odell Beckham Jr. wanted a new deal. So much so that he played the role of good soldier for a long time leading up to signing that new deal with Gettleman. Good soldier didn't last. Next thing you know, he's bringing Little Wayne on to SportsCenter, to ESPN. I don't know if it was SportsCenter. I don't really watch ESPN unless the NBA is on. Uh, It's... I don't even know. I can't even identify a sports center if you had it on. It's not like the 90s, early 2000s anymore. But wherever Little Wayne was brought on, OBJ, after getting his new deal, tells the world he doesn't know if New York is right for his future, is expressing his displeasure with the Giants publicly. Dave Gettleman says, the quote, we didn't sign OBJ to trade him. A lot of people run with it. They're not going to trade him. 
Gettleman said so. They're not going to trade him. Look at this quote. The quote didn't didn't explain that he wouldn't trade OBJ. It said he didn't sign him to trade him. Next thing you know, OBJ's traded. Shocked a lot of Giants fans. Here, Douglas, they've all been consistent. We want to make Jamal a jet for life on the conference calls. When the when beat reporters have asked about it, when are you going to talk to Adams? This was the post-draft conference call. Douglas, nothing specific. Continue to say, we'll round, we'll round back with his agents, with his camp, as soon as we can. It's been weeks now. More than weeks. And there's been no progress. There are reports that the Jets don't want to sign him until after year four seem to be on the mark. And the reports that Adams wants a new deal, obviously, are on the mark. If any Jets fan at this point maintains that he'd be surprised, he or she would be surprised if Adams is traded, you're out of your mind. You're a lunatic. You're not thinking clearly. You're not thinking rationally. It's not what you want. It's admitting the possibility, which I could argue it's probably a probability at this point. Unless Adams comes to, unless the Jets quickly hand over Doe, or Adams comes to his senses, because, folks, Jamal's a smart kid. What he's doing right now is not going to help him in any way. His only recourse is to hold out. The Yannick Ngakwe go public, try to destroy everybody, try to humiliate your employer tactic, doesn't work. The other 31 franchises see this and see you're difficult and they won't want to trade for you. At least not for the proper return. I mean, of course, 31 other franchises would would take Jamal even at this level of public frustration, but it's the return they won't be willing to give up. Jamal had a dad drafted by the Giants who played in New York. He understands this business. His best route to the money as soon as possible, no matter how much it sucks, is to suck it up Commit and just play their game. Does he have to be a phony? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The system is so stacked against the player. Jamal Adams and these other players have to be a phony. In many instances. To just play the role of good soldier. Suck it up. Commit. And wait for that money to come in. But a guy like Jamal, with with integrity, may find it impossible to do that. And he may be in a position now where he's saying, my options are open. I'll play for the Jets if they pay me. I'll be a pain in the ass if they don't. And I'll play elsewhere if someone else will trade for me. And Douglas finds the return 
acceptable. And this last, most recent comment might be the capper. And think about Adams. Yeah, he's a smart kid. He was around when Kristaps Porzingis was traded. He, he, he loves NBA culture. He loves the NBA. He loves basketball. Did he intentionally use the stay woke capper at the end of the message because Porzingis did? Is that his signal to Jets fans that he wants out? Hard to say. If I had to guess, I would say no. Even though Adams is a pro at cryptology, his cryptic messages are getting better and better by the uh, by the day, by the week, by the year. But that stay woke message has to remind fans of Kristaps Porzingis. And at this point, stop yelling. Jets fan, this is very real, and both routes are absolutely possible. Jamal staying with the team, and Jamal getting traded. Make no mistake about it. Elsewhere, uh, Sam Darnold and his uh, three-day workout session with, uh, I think it was 24 players in total, but with a lot of his weapons, his receivers, his tight ends, began on Saturday, either Friday or Saturday, I'm not sure, but Saturday was the first day where we got highlights and we got photos of the event. And here's Sam Darnold hitting Denzel Mims on what looks to be um, some kind of in-cut. It was later followed up by Darnold orchestrating his team uh, against an imaginary defense. <laughs> Outside QB has huge yeah, yeah, I'm going crowded. Yep. Inside got the... said outside corner, I believe, has you, Josh. Did he say Josh? I'm not sure. Uh, but he was referring to Crowder, who I think he hit on the out there. If I'm wrong, just let me know. Um, you know, it's great to see. People thought they'd have to wait till the end of July training camp for news of anything Jets. But here we are. Thanks to the wonderful world of social media. Uh, here we are with uh, pictures from Darnold uh, to Braxton Berrios to Le'Veon Bell. Barrios looks like a a house. I mean, five foot nine. What is he? One ninety, buck ninety. Hardly any body fat. The man. He could really be a dark horse in terms of a slot man, alongside Crowder. I'll tell you what. If Crowder ever went down, I'd feel really fine with Barrios as the slot guy. Nobody works harder than this kid. Um, Lawrence Cager was also there. Uh, Crowder, as mentioned, Herndon, Frank Gore, uh, Bell and Frank Gore, the facility they were at in Florida, they're already working out there. So Darnold picking that place was, was crucial because he picked the place where two or three guys are already working out. 
Uh, but Darnold, with his weapons, they're already getting after it. And that's a good thing to see if you're a Jets fan. The final thing of the day, Christian Hackenberg. First, Tim Tebow. Now, Christian Hackenberg, the second former Jets quarterback in over the last decade who's trying his hand at a professional baseball career. Why does baseball always get the short end of the stick? It, it, I mean, it used to be the most popular sport in, in the world, not in the world, in the country. I'd say hands down up until somewhere in the 90s. Or, you know, after 2000s, even in the early 2000s, you could make a case baseball was still ahead of the NFL. Now, after the internet, NFL 1, NBA 2, baseball is clear 3. And when it comes to two-sport athletes, baseball has always lagged behind. Deion Sanders, baseball was always the second choice with the Atlanta Braves. You know, he'd rather miss a World Series game than week one for the Falcons. Uh, Michael Jordan, obviously, you know, he loved baseball growing up, but NBA stud wound up playing one year. Tebow, of course, still toiling in the Mets system. And now Christian Hackenberg, the kid who played baseball in high school, uh, Lee Heighton boy, Pennsylvania, Penn State product. He recently did an interview with uh, NBC Philly. And a video came out that's showing him throwing over 90 miles an hour. He feels like he has a lot to give. Uh, what is he? Only 25, only 25 or 26 still, so... Still young. It's like as simple as I can put it. Like I just want to compete, man. Like I, I kind of have had like, you know, my 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 trials and tribulations with the NFL and had success and you know had that had that roller coaster ride and you know at the end of the day I'm sitting here at 25 and like for me, like I said, I feel like I got a lot left in the tank. And yep, 25. Mike McCagnan, one of his finer draft picks in round two 2016 and listen round two is a tricky one for quarterbacks because it's it's high enough where you want to where you feel like you have to commit to the guy yet any round two quarterback could probably be around four five six quarterback it's tricky you sometimes commit to the wrong guy think browning nagel uh but hackenberg never played one snap in the nfl Went to the A uh, Alliance League, struggled mightily there as well, and is going to try this baseball thing. And for that, you know, good luck to him. I can't stand the people who who destroy this guy constantly. Yeah, he was a he was a bust. He was bad. Yeah, but it's not easy playing quarterback in the NFL. Only the rare human could do it. And most people don't understand how difficult it actually is. In terms of Jets land, those are the big topics for the day. Uh, Over the last couple days, a few days, it's going to be dead. 
going to continue being dead until we creep up to training camp. But keep an eye on the Jamal Adams stuff. It's going to be interesting. Can the two sides recover? Can they kiss and make up? It's tough to say because they're not even talking about money yet. They're talking about the timeline. And Jamal has just let the world know, hey, these guys lied to me. They said they were going to send over a first proposal in January and never did so. While the Jets, the info coming out on the Jets side is that they've always wanted to wait after year four. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. The last thing the Jets want is an angry Jamal Adams at the Atlantic Health Training Facility this summer. Will he play good soldier? I think if it comes down to it, he will, because he'll never hold out. He loves the game too much, and he's too smart. He understands the damage it will do to his own career. Holding out just doesn't work. But we'll see. Maybe the Jets shock everyone and pay him. We'll see. Until next time.